episode 27 of the Stomp the Bus show. And Colton, you know, I just wanted to talk about the biggest quarterback news of the day in the sports world, and that would obviously be Jaden Rashada committing to ASU. I couldn't think of any other announcement from a quarterback, you know, out there. Yeah, I think that, that's a huge story, but I think the bigger story is the fact that you step right out of the shower and into the studio. Um, Pretty much. And you're going to have dried your hair for this, which shows just how pressing um, this news is. Uh, we talked about it before. I just uh, need to put this out there on the record. You look like the member of the mob that snatch uh, that snitches on everybody mm-hmm. else and takes a takes a plea deal with the new mustache. Um, not I couldn't be me. Death before dishonor. Um, never snitch. But I know that wasn't me. Maybe I'm in witness protection the whole time you've known me, Colton. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, but you don't have a very inconspicuous look to you. I feel like you stand out in a crowd with that look. Uh, but the mustache is working. I think it looks pretty good. Um, once the hair dries too, I think the whole look will come together. Um, but just power through this unsettling phase and I implore the audience to do the same. Well, Colton, through, through the course of this, uh, podcast that we started in July, I think we've, uh, Progressed through a lot of unsettling phases in ASU football. Good uh, segue. We, We've progressed we, through your yeah. segues too. I, I was trying to anyway, but yeah. Um, I don't think the uh, unsuccessful or unsettling phases are going to be uh, in Tempe anytime soon because the Sun Devils. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Sun Devils got Jaden Rashada, four-star quarterback out of Pittsburgh. California, and it's worked. Yeah, Pittsburgh without the H at the end, but yeah, it's I did. You know, we talked about it on last show. I I, I think the way I phrased it was like it wouldn't be a surprise if Rashad signed. Lo and behold, he does earlier. You know, Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, but a part of me still was worried. I mean. He visited TCU, and they were literally just in the championship game. Um, there were, you know, the tangential rumors about Colorado. You know, it's just – it's you just didn't actually expect it to happen, um, really. And then it's like, oh, here we are. He's here. And it's – all of a sudden, ASU just totally just finished off its, you know, total recruitment transfer portal class with uh, the complete cherry on top and Rashada. Yeah, I think he may have uh, Googled Zip's location in Fort Worth and in Boulder and found that there were none. Um, so unfortunately, his hands were tied. He made the decision. Uh, but yeah, it's great to it's great to bring in somebody of Rashada's caliber. Obviously, um, gave the composite range drinking a, a pretty big boost. Which I mean, finishing in the top fifty for recruits, given the uncertainty surrounding the future of this program with the investigation and everything i know given where they were like two months ago in like the triple digits yeah it's it's very impressive and the fact that the overall ranking uh finished at 36 due to a top 10 transfer ranking uh people want to come play for this program and i think um that composite rank is only going to climb maybe there may be a drop off once we find out what the what the sanctions are but In this era of transfer portal, I don't necessarily think that's going to equate to um, down years or anything like that. We've 
already. Well, there seen. may be down years just in the sense that like they get scholarship reductions. So right. Artificially. But 20, 26 transfers, by far, I believe, the most in the country, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Colorado had 24, so pretty close. Uh, but 26 transfers is, is – Two teams in very similar positions, you know. Right, and those are going to be – we talked about their last week. Those two teams are going to be um, um, yeah. kind of grouped together on this. Uh, they're in a similar situation. They're rebuilding through the portal, all of those things. So it'll be interesting to watch both of those trajectories. Um, and then, obviously, just looking through these these transfers, I mean, you got the Latter-day Devils down here with Jacob Conover and Tate Romney, um, and a, a huge, huge list of guys, too. Drew Pine becomes interesting now, because I think we just assumed he'd probably come in and, and start. Well, I don't know if I don't know if Rashad is going to start next year, though. Like, I, but I think I think Pine has a little bit more competition than he did. I obviously oh, totally. totally. Obviously, um, why am I blanking? Uh, Trenton Burgay, there we go. Yeah. Obviously, he ended the year looking pretty good and everything, but I, I think we kind of figured this is going to be Drew Pine's job for the year. Um, it still very well might be, but at the very least, Rashada is going to push him a little bit, um, and I think that'll lead to the best the best player winning out, which only means good things for the program. So yeah, well and. I saw this mentioned on some of the uh, the twenty four seven had a live like a uh, recruiting show that I had on uh, during work today like on YouTube and one of the things one of the guys mentioned is like Rashada can kind of like there's not like the spotlight on him you know like as opposed to if he went to let's say like the whole all the stuff with Florida happened where the NIL deal doesn't go through and he gets promised you know thirteen million everything that gets that happens. Uh, but instead of going to ASU, he goes to like South Carolina or Ole Miss or whatever, some some school in the SEC where like all like he would be so known immediately, like everyone would know. It, it like as as big of a deal it is with ASU, it would be different because like they all those other fans followed him through the perspective of like oh he might be going to Florida, and so but by going here like. He will be able to go under the radar like a little bit. Like there's not going to be this in expectation of like, oh, he needs to start next year. He's like, he's the savior. And I, I, I do see some of that out there with ASU fans, but I feel like a lot of the reaction is like, this is awesome that we got him. You know, it's not it's, even so. He's, yeah. he's less of a savior on the field and feels like more of a savior in regards to recruiting. Yeah, like, totally. Feels like feels like, oh wow, we can land a guy of this guy's caliber again. Like. And I, I, for me, I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, he comes in, um, he'll take a year, whatever, do what he needs to do. But he, he kind of took the Kenny Dillingham approach when he announced his commitment, talking about how this is his dream school and all of yep. that. And and Dillingham stuck with him through all of this stuff. And I think, I mean, being at FSU and at Oregon too. Not right, at right, right. And I think that history is going to play a role here. I think this is a situation where even if he doesn't win the job this year, even if Dillingham makes the decision that, hey, Pine gives us the best chance to win in the early going, I don't think you're going to see Rashada jump ship. You never know, but um, I, I think that this is a guy who sticks it out. I think this could be a foundational program building type of recruit. I, yeah, I hope so, you know. And, I, and you know what? I don't think there's like – 
I feel like a lot of high school recruits, like with like when Jaden Daniels came in, there was really nobody like who's blocking him, you know? Because Manny Wilkins had left. Who like I I can't yeah. even remember who like it was. Well, they brought in him and Joey Yellen, and so right, right that same year. Um, and then but I, was DRC or not DRC? Uh, DSC. Yeah, was he still there? I don't know. He, he might. Have, been, that kind of proves our point. Like yeah, if, yeah. It, there was nobody good. like. It 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 would have been like if Conover and Pine weren't on the roster right now. It was just him going with Borgay and uh, Dalen McMore and Bennett Meredith, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know now he comes in, new coaching staff, uh, and you have a guy like Pine who, like, look, no one's saying Pine is going to be like a Heisman winner or anything, like. He's just he's clearly just a solid power five quarterback, you know. And he won eight games at Notre Dame last year. Uh again, not if you look at the stats, they aren't like insane, but they're also not appalling. He feels like a, he feels like a high floor guy. Yeah. Well, and I heard this point made across on the twenty four seven shows is like Pine feels like the bridge guy, like in NFL terms, and Rashada feels like the first round pick, and there's no there's no there's no need to rush Rashada, and apparently he's pretty thin too. So like there's no, like, there's, and I don't think, and the thing is, like, with Dillingham, he, from what it seems, like, he's very honest with recruits, and there's no way that he's going to be like, you know what, you're you're going to start day one ahead of the yeah. five other quarterbacks we have on our roster, including the one who started most of the season last year at Notre Dame. So, <laughs> like, I don't think I, I hate to just discount Borgay entirely. No, yeah, totally. I wouldn't even be shocked if if Rashada isn't even the backup necessarily. Maybe they take a cautious approach with him, and they're more like develop a little bit, fill out your frame, do all of these things, learn for a year, and then when he hits the ground running, if he is as good as projections think he's going to be, you have two years before he's eligible for the draft. So two years well, of Rashada, <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. But two that's years—that's what we're of, talking about with Jaden after his freshman year, and hopefully that Jaden. I mean, this, this guy hasn't even played a game yet. Like exactly. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, in the best case scenario timeline, you sit him for a year, he plays for two years, and you get those two years before he's he's off, which I think is is a great scenario. At the end of Rashada's tenure, who knows where we're at. Which that could be, I, I always reference the 2020 season as like, that was going to be the peak with that roster and everything they had in place. That was going to be the peak of the Herm Edwards era, which saying that now, it's like, okay, the peak of the Herm Edwards era. How no, but if you went back in time, yeah. that team and that context where they were at the time before all these, these allegations and things like that, if that team got a full season, not the, the COVID shortened, whatever it was, that team would have made some noise. Um, and who knows, maybe at the end of this Rashada timeline, they're in a similar position, which I think would be incredible for a, a, a year three trajectory. Yeah. Well, and it's – maybe Rashada isn't good at all. Like, I don't know. But, like, we're not going to give you, you know, detailed scouting analysis of his throwing motion and – yeah, you we're know. just guys. We're just guys with with mustaches and and clean faces. That's all we are. 
right. we're just guys. We need um, the podcast then. And we always operate with um, in the the best possible timeline, like the timeline where the Eagles go to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah. the timeline we operate under at all times. And in that timeline, in the Eagles Super Bowl Arizona timeline, Rashad sits for a year and then plays two incredible years, and the Devils are really really good in year three under Dillingham. That is the timeline that we operate under in this show on this show. Yeah. Um, and if you have Brittany any stone. Uh, find another uh, subpar ASU football show. That's my take. Oh man, <laughs> that's a threat. Uh, no, but this is a good this is a good day for ASU. Like, and one one thing that's also underrated about this is like, let's say Rashada he starts as a true freshman, um, or n- not as a true freshman as, as a redshirt freshman in the twenty twenty four season, um. People are going to know who he is around the country. So when Jaden Rashada on ASU, you know, throws a 17-yard touchdown pass, uh, people are going to know who that is. And, like, Florida fans are going to remember, oh, man, we, we almost had him. Or uh, TCU fans. Like, the, 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 because his recruitment was so publicized and so drawn out, lasted until the very uh, very last day, um, people, people know who he is. People know who he is in the South. Like, he – he is a weirdly one of the most famous college football players. Like he will be one of the most famous college football players in the country next year, despite doing, having done nothing in college, like just based off his recruitment. Um, by no, by no fault of his own, he kind of became the face of this NIL era. Yeah. Right. Um, which is extremely prominent. Obviously the SEC ties, you mentioned the big 12 ties with, with TCU. Um, so that's, that's a very prominent, space to be in and I think that when you couple when you take this pairing of Dillingham and uh Rashada and you look at that from the the lens of like high school wide receivers and high school athletes and high school offensive players transfer offensive players I think you're gonna see a lot of prominent maybe not prominent but Better than we're used to yes. coming in to play under this pairing. Yes. That, with this pairing or under this. It depends on the, the terminology you want to use. But I get your point, yeah. Yeah, come to play with these two guys, um, which I think it, it's just a feeling of, like, the opportunities or the possibilities, rather, are, are sort of endless given the the, the standing of, of these two guys. Totally. Totally, and that's that's a really good point about the recruiting uh, butterfly effect from this, mm-hmm. and it, it all ties together. It's all like the, the thing that I that I kind of hate about college football and in part college sports in general is that like hype matters a lot. Like it like it doesn't necessarily one hundred percent matter like in terms of wins and losses, but if you're a program that has like hype around them and good vibes and good media attention, whatever, you know, any, exactly. It, it trickles down and it helps in recruiting. It helps in fan engagement. It helps in all this stuff that helps your program. Whereas like in the NFL, for example, you can run a boring, you can be the Tennessee Titans and have like a boring team. But if you like make the playoffs on a regular basis and 
you're doing well and like like the Titans don't have some ravenous fan base or anything, but they're still a successful. I mean, not last year, but generally a successful uh, NFL team. And in in college, you can't do that at a place like ASU. Like you need some hype behind you. Like maybe you can do that in Nebraska or Iowa or somewhere, but at ASU you need glitz and glamour. And Rashada is that. Like pe- people who are casual fans know who he is more likely than they would know whoever brand, you know, name X. He's, I mean, he's the sixth best quarterback ranked in uh, the 24-7 class. And I guarantee you if ASU just got – I'm going to look at the names who are like five and seven, you know. He's, he's – I, I feel like he might be the biggest quarterback recruit since Jaden Daniels. Oh, absolutely. And we see – we kind of saw the Jaden Daniels thing go off the rails. But after year one – Everybody was like, where's this thing going to be in year three? Year three was a foregone conclusion because he was already going to the NFL after year one, you know? So it was like uh, he, he's going to be a three-year guy because he's yeah. going to get the opportunity. That was like the assumption after that first year. And then – Not just by ASU the, fans either. Like that right, was – Right, that was yeah. kind of – you looked at mock, you know, quarterback rankings for that draft and whatever it was. I think it was the uh, – I don't remember, but whatever, maybe it's the Matt Coral class. Like, it would have been last year. Yeah, um, yeah, it would have been last year, yeah. All of those, like, pre-draft stuff from a couple years, um, the the pre-draft sites from, like, previous years and stuff, had Daniels listed as somebody who was on the radar to be a quarterback drafted. And after year one, it felt like, okay, this guy's the limit. And year three, I believe, would have correlated with that 2020 season that I'm talking about. I believe that would have been Daniels year three. Um so, I don't know. It feels like a reset on that with a, a – and I don't want to speak too soon. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But it seems like the, if Jaden Daniels was put into a system that had a little more stability, that's what Rashada kind of feels like. Or offensive. Awesome. Offensive stability, yeah. right? And that's, that's they the did have a, ASU did have a good defense in 20, 2021. Um, but – I, yeah, you get the point. And yeah. We kind of saw that this year at LSU where Jaden Daniels played better, uh, just in a better situation. But it's crazy. I mean, Jaden Rashada, he's listed as the sixth highest of all the quarterbacks in the 2023 class. He's only behind Arch Manning, uh, this kid, Nico Lieva, who's apparently crazy good, Dante Moore, Jackson Arnold going to Oklahoma, Malachi Nelson going to USC. And he's the the highest of all the four stars. So basically, he's when, when you see people say he's a five star quarterback, it's probably because some rating system out there has him that twenty four seven has him as a extremely high four star, the highest of all the four star quarterbacks. Um, it, it's just it's crazy that just where where we were, you know, a few months ago in terms of ASU recruiting. Oh, now all of a sudden, literally a guy who was considered a five star quarterback. Uh, is is going to go to your school? And at the time, he was like, everyone just thought he was going to go to Florida. And it's like, oh, he's going to SEC. Okay, whatever. Like, but no, it's, it's, he is, he is like, like he's a fringe five star guy. Yeah, like if you look at this, he's the first guy after Malachi Nelson that isn't a four star yep. recruit, and he's a ninety seven overall. Yeah, in terms of stars, I didn't mean to sound like Madden or whatever. 
but no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, ninety-seven in terms of like his composite rating yep. on the 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 ranking service. So, it, you know, he's gonna be five on some sites. Like this is a huge get. So, yeah. Yeah. ninety-seven in terms of composite, that's that's massive. The forty-fourth overall recruit in the entire country. So, it's pretty big. No, it's 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 this is just really. Uh, you know, I, I keep repeating myself, but it's just a really good, uh, really good sign for the program. And another thing that's kind of came out is that this wasn't like this wasn't very nil motivated. His kind of second recruitment, you know, because I don't think TCU has huge nil uh, coffers or whatever. Like m- maybe they do, I don't know. But uh, if they do, it wasn't enough to convince him to go there. And I think ASU like. I think ASU's at, at this point, again, no sourcing. This is just from what I listen and listening to other podcasts and stuff. I think it, it's a lot like most other collectives, you know, like I think some of the ones you kind of hear about, like the Florida one or Tennessee one or whatever, the Texas one, but there's a lot out there that just kind of have the mindset of we'll pay the guys to stay, you know, we'll pay to get keep guys from going into the portal. Uh, which ASU clearly did with, uh, you know, Conyers and Badger recently. So, um, and I think that's a fine mindset for a lot of, uh, a lot of kids. And some, you know, maybe ASU, and, and I'm sure Rashada, I, I'm, I doubt he's getting nothing in this, but it's not like crazy money. Yeah. It, I mean, that wasn't like the, like you said, the determining factor. Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't a four-year, $13 million deal or anything like that, you know. Um, but, you know, there's so much unknown with this NIL stuff. Like, what is what is a, a lot of money? What is a small offer? Because a small NIL deal might be a ton of money, like, in, oh, totally. in, in perspective. So, I mean, I thought that to that regard, it's like you're still an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school, like, Excuse me. You never get a sneeze on this show, so that one was free. Um, you know, he's still an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school, and if they're throwing, you know, any sort of money into it, an offer for you, it's going to feel like a lot. Maybe it's not 13 million, but you know, it's still it's still some cash in your pocket, which is which is nice. So, uh, yeah, totally, and. Um, it's good that like ASU, like obviously you want to have NIL money to have it, like, but it's it's good that ASU isn't like over promising NIL money, isn't like leaning on it too hard. Because if you lean on the NIL money too hard, what happens if one of your biggest investors, you know, loses it all in crypto or whatever, like whatever stupid thing these yeah. people lose their money, in, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, but like that, that could easily happen or whatever investment goes bad or, you know, any way they could lose their discretionary income. Um, you don't want to be like over-reliant on it. Uh, but yeah. And the other thing that was interesting, I didn't know that apparently Rashad's brother lives in the Phoenix area. So oh, that is knowing that I, it, it, if, you know, whatever, if we had known that, I think I would be much more confident in going here. Just yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's a good, you know, good sign. And who knows? I think there there is the fear of like 
What do you think of the fear of like, oh, he might just transfer later on? I mean, if there's any truth behind, and it just after the Jaden Daniels thing where he was like here to stay and then transferred a month later, I think taking players at their word is a little more dicey. Oh, it, it just felt a lot. And I don't know if this is kind of like Dillingham running, rubbing off on him a little bit. Um, but his statement about coming here, like it's his dream school, his dad played here, all of that, that stuff, it checks out to me. Um, I hope there's truth to that. I hope he's, he has a plan with Dillingham where it's like, even if you're not playing after your first year, you're going to, this is going to be your program in year two. Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. take it slow. We want to figure this out so that when you're in a put, put in a position to succeed, it's like, the sky's the limit, you know, and hopefully that plan was laid out for him and he's he's fully in the loop on what's going on and he won't necessarily feel the need to transfer. If his his brother went here or his uh, his father went here, his brother lives in Phoenix, it seems like a pretty natural fit. Um, and given this, the, the history of Dillingham and quarterbacks, I, I don't where is there a better place to go for him? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like at this I mean, given Lincoln Riley, but no, but I I'm can, saying like, I mean USC just brought in a five star. Right. Like, right. Is he gonna go get a? Is he gonna go win the job at USC? I mean, no, I know. Way, sometimes, I mean, there's always the fear of just. Yeah, especially in this era, I completely, yeah. I completely agree with you. In this era, it has to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, it has to be in the back of your mind. Like, oh yeah. Hopefully it's not like year one, he didn't like it and he leaves. Hopefully this is something where it's like him and Dillingham are on the same page and this is a, a, a best case scenario, a three year, I guess best case scenario for him, a three year process where in year one and two of him as the starter, he is a world beater. Right. So, um, that's, that's hopefully how it turns out. Um, but yeah, I just went down on his scouting report. Uh, he's projected to be a first round pick by Chris Singletary, who's, who did his scouting right. report on February 24th. Do you want to hear his comparison? Sure. His pro comparison is Jared Goff. You know, I mean, that's, that's a good, yeah, yeah that's a good comparison. And I mean, I think everybody thinks like Jared Goff, the guy the Rams traded so that they could win a Super Bowl. The guy who's on the lines. Jared Goff had a pretty good year last year. He was the first overall pick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's another Pac-12 guy. If if we he get a Jared Goff type trajectory out of Jaden Rashada, this was a slam dunk. Yeah, oh, totally, absolutely. <laughs> that's um, a pretty that's, good song. Yeah. No, if you're if you're a college football fan and you think, oh, if he, J- Jared Goff, he sucks. Like, you're not a serious football fan. Like, you don't actually, like, and not that, like, we're, you know, geniuses or anything, but that would be a fantastic, like, if if he, if Jaden Rashad goes on to be the number one pick in the NFL draft in three or four years, and again, we are way out of our skis on this. We're just taking the Jared Goff thing and running with it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, that would be great. Uh, Yeah. If he ends up as a number, well, I guess. I mean, Jared Goff is the last guy to go number one without, like, any team success at the quarterback position, right? Number one? I'm um, trying to think of other quarterbacks who went number one between now yeah, and Goff in 
2017. Like, you know, like Josh Allen didn't have great team success, but he didn't go number one. Uh, same with Mahomes. Um, so, mean, like Justin Gorsky, but that, yeah. that is what Yeah, it but is. he didn't like go number, number one. Number he yeah. I mean, we don't even have to be number one, but like a top three guy. Like, I think Goff was the last guy to go that high. I, Trubisky, but I'm pretty sure UNC was pretty pretty competitive that year. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it's but either way, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we get a Jared Goff trajectory at Jaden Rashada, I think this oh is yeah. that's that's a program transforming sort of tenure. That means yeah, that means ASU will be good. They may not be like go eleven and one and you know win the Pac-12 good. Like who knows how it'll play out but they'll at least be like nine and three type of team where it's like they're good you know <laughs> which i would yeah. which is what asu needs to that needs to be their goal right now is just get to being good um but anyway uh yeah you know i i think just to kind of wrap it up we're, we're, there's not really much else we're talking about on this episode asu did add a few more recruits uh recently um this is the Rashada extravaganza. This show yeah, is for exactly. Who did they add? Oh, well, they added a KV on Thunderbird out of Chicago. Great name, linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a great this, linebacker name, too. That's just a great, yeah. Really, for like Thunderbird, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then they got this guy, Kyron Borda, out of New Orleans. Uh, apparently, when they signed him... It was like the 29th, it says. Uh, he was the second highest rated uncommitted defensive lineman left. So uh, a guy that was up there, um, let's see who was, he was recruited by. But, yeah, I mean, this is, is just. Name, is his last name B-O-R-D-E-A-U-X? Uh, no, it's just Bordeaux. Oh, no, there's no, it's not, no, not Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah, I mean, he was recruited by. Can't Arkansas, uh, Colorado, Florida, Florida State. So other schools, other high-profile schools wanted him, so that's good. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, just getting Rashada is a fantastic way to end this. And um, it's funny, I, the, Dillingham, you hear him talking about wanting to get like 45K at the spring break game or 40K, which uh, – Sounds like a lot for ASU football. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to – but getting a guy like Rashada, that is a huge – like just in terms of the hype. And it will, maybe it won't get that many people, but um, it's just – I'm just excited heading into spring and seeing how it's all going to play out. When is that spring game? I think it's uh, – well, okay, they, they did something really smart. and They had it the same – They had, they're having it right after the pass run. Um, so oh, yeah. people are going to be in town already. I think it's like mid-April. Um, oh, April 15th, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe – 40K is a lot for a spring game. But I could see them getting like a, a good chunk of people to go that way more – like way more compared to past ASU spring football games. Um, so – that's exciting. I'm not the biggest spring football game guy, uh, especially after you cover one um, in the media. It's really not. I don't think it's too informative. Maybe this coaching staff will do it differently, but just to support like the guys and just overall hype yeah. is a good sign. 
I feel like it's a, it's more of a service to the fans. It's just like a public practice is what they do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more to get the fans excited, which, um, I mean, I'm sure it does for some people. It's cool to see. It's cool to see, like, it, it's kind of like football's been gone for a while at that point. Right. It's like, oh, it's not that far away. But we'll also have the USFL and the XFL this year, so that'll scratch that itch. Um, I don't. I don't watch any of those. I do, I don't care. You're not a Seattle Sea Dragons guy. No. Well, they're gone now. But oh, they are. I, I thought they were in. Oh wait, no, they changed their yeah. name. Did they? I don't know. But like, I just with those, I'm just yeah. not like. I, there's just other things. That I, I would like thinking. to see. I always like to see the uh, the like random names that you see pop up on these rosters that are like obscure memories of yours. Like, um, I remember when the AAF was a thing in, like, 20 – I want to say that was 2018. And Arizona had the Arizona Hot Shots. And we went to an Arizona Hot Shots game at ASU. It was, like, a – I don't remember. It was, like, a Sunday night or something. And what's uh, one of the games? Yeah. Denard oh, Robinson was on the team that uh, – Oh, really? They were playing. I can't remember who it was. But Denard Robinson was on that that team and ran off the field and like high fived my friend and stuff and it was like it was pretty crazy. It was a good a good experience. It was like a fun football experience. But like you'll see you'll see random names pop. Like I think Berkovici played in the AAF. Yep. yep. Um, there was oh Will Sutton played in the AAF. Oh, they tried to get a ton of different like ASU guys that were like with the, the name recognition. But either way, yeah, the AAF was cool. Thank Crap, you know, I don't let you, so. Awesome. Yeah. Well, an anecdote. you can have that one for free. I think I was living in Wyoming back then. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The dark uh, ages. The, very much the dark ages. Um, well, I think that kind of wraps up uh, this episode. Any any other thoughts about Rashada coming to Tempe? No, I think I... I kind of hit on every point I wanted to make. It feels like a, again, if we're living in the best possible timeline, this feels like a foundational sort of recruit for ASU. This feels like if Dillingham and Rashada are kind of a dynamic duo after this season, and who knows, maybe Rashada shows up and he wins the job. Maybe he doesn't. But if, if it takes an extra year and they give him the year to kind of sit back, get used to college football and then he comes in and just takes the world by storm in his sophomore and and junior year uh then again it's going to have a trickle down effect with recruits it's going to it's going to impact all that stuff so very exciting again nothing in college football is guaranteed especially in this landscape but um all you can do is bring the guy in and, and hope he sticks around and we, we accomplish number one. So that's good. There you go. Yeah, totally. And for me, it's just when I think about the Jaden Rashada the, coming here and even that we were in the, the, the ballpark of getting him, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, this is about Kenny Dillingham. Um, I know his dad went to ASU and um, I'm sure like he, I'm sure he is really excited about coming here, but he had other options and like, or at least, well, I, he he definitely did have better options a, a few months ago, and then 
one could argue, like, on paper, TCU is a better option. Like, they literally were in the national championship game, and Sonny Dykes is a more experienced coach, but Dillingham, the relationship won out. Uh, family ties. What is this, a TCU podcast? <laughs> I mean, they're just in the national championship game. What do you want? But, hey, hopefully with Rashada, that'll flip the, uh, flip the script on that narrative. And ASU will make the national championship. What's, oh, the frog? Oh, okay. Hey, look, I'm Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would not, oh my, no. I would, I would not live in Texas. And if I did, I wouldn't live in Dallas. Don't let your GPU girls find out you're going with a new Christian <laughs> university. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners will get that reference, all of our litany. Um, yeah. Anyway. I, I, love, I love publicly telling inside jokes. Yeah. In, in, in the wise words of uh, Michael Scott, I love inside jokes. L- love to be a part of one someday. Uh, hmm. Anyway. <laughs> he delivered it a little better than I did. but uh, I'll take your word for it, Mark. Yeah. Um, anyway, completely off topic, but... Uh, let's hope that Jaden Rashada does well, and even if he doesn't, you know, even if he's just another college quarterback, you know, let's hope that this uh, commitment signals uh, recruiting juice in the future. So with that, uh, we're going to head out, and Colton, uh, our number one TCU fan, can... Uh, no, that's you. Don't put that on me. You're the one talking to my... <laughs> Anyway, uh, the end of the episode. Thanks for listening, and go Devils.